0: I've asked the question here before, and I'll ask it again. Do you believe in miracles? I certainly do. And my guest today has dedicated his life to studying them and helping others to study them as well. Michael O'Neill, the miracle hunter himself, joins me today to talk about his book on many of the church-approved and miraculous apparitions of Our Lady. The book, Virgin Mother Queen, Encountering Mary in Time and Tradition. This was a fascinating interview, friends. Here it is, my conversation with Michael O'Neill. Hi, Michael. Hey, it's great to be with you. When did you first get so interested in miracles? probably dates
1: all the way back, believe it or not, to my mother. When I was a a young boy, uh, my mother had sort of a a miracle story that she shared with with me growing up, and uh, her mother came back to the faith through the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and as part of the deal. A lot of Catholics make a deal with God, you know, do this thing, and I'll do this thing. So my mother uh, vowed every December 12th to tell us the story of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So miracles were kind of important to me from a young age, it wasn't got, until I got to Stanford when um, I, I took a class in archaeology and wrote a paper on Our Lady of Guadalupe that I said, you know, this stuff is really interesting. And Condoleezza Rice at Stanford, their vice provost there, gave me this advice. She said, become an expert in something. Mm. And I love that advice. And, and uh, that kind of uh, set me on this path, uh, this, this wild ride to, uh, to study miracles
0: for my life. We're going to get into your book here, Virgin Mother Queen. But I've got to ask, what's your favorite miracle of all time?
1: You know, I, I, it's probably predictable, but Our Lady of Guadalupe, I think, uh, stands alone for me. It has personal significance. And we have a case of a, uh, the Marian apparition and the proof itself, the Tilma of Juan Diego, the physical proof that a miracle did happen. And it has the, you know, the full set of, uh, scientific inquiry that's gone on, uh, surrounding it. So I think, I think it's very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, I love Marian apparitions and that's my favorite of all. But when we talk about other types of miracles, I'm, I'm really interested in Eucharistic miracles yeah. because, you know, for for Marian apparitions, we rely on the testimony of the witness. But for Eucharistic miracles, science can validate that true flesh and true blood is found on the host. So so for me, being uh, having a little bit of a science background, I think that, that's pretty convincing.
0: Well, I was going to say, I mean, you really have to know something about science to, to be able to, you know, uh, I think, talk in this space, uh, and, and I'm sure you have. Yeah, and I think that that's helpful.
1: I mean, I get so many emails, you know, every day, uh, to my miraclehunter.com website. And, uh, you know, I get from believers and skeptics and atheists and the whole, the whole gamut. So, uh, you know, I think that. It's helpful that I have a little bit of a scientific background so that I can uh, can speak the language, so to speak.
0: Virgin Mother Queen is uh, the new book that you've co-authored here. You've taken Mary's titles, and you've matched them to ten church-approved apparitions throughout history. So what these ten church-approved apparitions have to tell us about different uh, honorary titles that Mary has. I mean, this is really fascinating, but i got to ask before, any of this, why are Mary's apparitions that happen in other countries even centuries ago, why are they relevant today?
1: Well, the messages that Mary has given throughout the ages, and in this book, Virgin Mother and Queen, you point out that uh, we have 10 of the most highly recognized and approved uh, Marian apparitions in history, and these are the ones that have been investigated. We go back to a lady of Mount Carmel, for example, that was an apparition that never got really thoroughly investigated, but starting with the Council of Trent in 1545, the Catholic Church said, hey, we need a process to investigate these things. So when we look at the ten most recognized apparitions, these aren't visions received by some uh, farm girl who, who they said, you know, go go with your mother and pray for the town. These are messages for the entire world, so to speak. So um, these uh, messages of a call to return to prayer, to draw closer to Christ. Uh, to reform our lives, um, and, and to seek seek peace in some cases. Um, these, are, these are all things that are universal throughout Marian apparitions. And so these are the 10 most
0: famous of all time, and so uh, so that's what the book is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have here, uh, let's see, Our Lady of Lords, Our Lady of Hope, uh, which was an apparition in France. Tell me about that one, 1871? 1871. 1871, and you know, I think that you know people pray the rosary or pray to mary
1: and they they seek intercession whether it's for an election or anything else people pray big time and get get all their friends together to pray and we we wonder have there been have there been cases of big time Marian miracles of course the the battle of Ponto, 1571 is one that people always would point to but there's one um related to our lady of pontmain in france and i was just there on pilgrimage a couple months ago it's a, it's a beautiful church in a tiny town and it's the story of where Mary appeared to a group of uh, schoolchildren, and uh, there was a Franco-Prussian War, and the army was descending on this French town, and they prayed that they might be spared. And sure enough, uh, in the course of that apparition where Mary appeared, the soldiers saw their own vision of Mary in the sky, and they re- they reversed. And as a result, the the war ended uh, imminently after that. So uh, it's one of these very, very clear-cut cases where we see uh, prayer to Mary, prayer prayer to uh, using the rosary uh, has some big-time effects.
0: Here's another one, the Virgin of the Golden Heart, uh, an apparition in Belgium in 1932.
1: Yeah, and this is uh, another one that I was uh, just at. I led a pilgrimage group um, there uh, to France and Belgium. Are you always on
0: pilgrimage or something?
1: I do, I do one every year, but the key, the key is, is that I'm all, I'm, I'm the only one who does this. I always go to the the miracle places in a given country, and so when you talk about France and Belgium, you can hit something like eight or nine uh, major Marian apparition sites. So we saw quite a few, but um, you know, in in Belgium, back to back years, 1932 and 1933, there were two Vatican-approved Marian apparitions, and uh, in this case, in uh, Barang, she appeared to some schoolchildren. Uh, similar messages where she called for peace and return to Christ. And the following year, she appeared to Mariette Becco in Benel. And uh, at that place, uh, she, had, uh, less, or she had several visits to, to Mariette as well. So um, these are lesser-known Marian apparitions, but in the book, Virgin Mother and Queen, we dedicate an entire chapter because uh, these are significant events that not only has the local bishop looked at and said this is worthy of belief, but the Vatican— Through the visit of a pope, through the writing of a prayer, through the canonization of a visionary, through the erecting of a basilica, through the gifting of a golden rose, any of these signs of approval, these are all cases where the Vatican has said, this looks good, this is worthy of belief for the entirety of Christian faithful.
0: It is worthy of belief, but let's make this also clear. It is not, uh, It is not. Uh, what do you want to say? I don't want to say necessary, but... Uh, obligatory. 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 There's the word. You do not have to believe in these apparitions, even if they are uh, approved by the Church. The Gospel is enough. Absolutely, and that's, that's one of the beautiful things in the Catholic Church. I think, um, you know, we,
1: we talk about people have a lot of complaints about what the Church is doing these days, but when it comes to miracles, I think they handle it absolutely perfectly. So in the case of Our Lady of Guadalupe, if you believe that the tilma of Our Lady of Guadalupe was just a painting, and that story about Juan Diego is just made up, you could could think that, and you'd still be a Catholic in good standing. Or at Lourdes, you could say those 70 uh, miraculous cures or the (laughs) 7,000 that have been validated our true miracles. Are I like where you're going. It. A little passive
0: aggressive on that one. I like
1: it. <laughs> well, you could you could do it. I think yeah. you'd be wrong, and I'd argue with you. I would but too. You could do it. Or, or at Fatima, you could say the children are just making it up. They just wanted attention. You could do all that. So you know, if you wanted to, you could do that, and you'd still be a Catholic in good standing. When it comes to private revelation, those things that happen outside the Gospels, uh, you know, they're completely optional for our faith. If they help our life of faith. Uh, the Church encourages them, they celebrate them with feast days and canonizations, but uh, really, it's completely optional, and uh, we, we only need the words and works of Jesus Christ as found in the Gospels
0: and, and through the teachings of our Church. Where are you from? Where do you live? uh chicago illinois next time i get out there i'm looking you up man we're gonna go get a coffee uh, all right sounds good sounds you're a good, good man michael o'neill the book virgin mother queen get this book friends fascinating uh look into our lady ave otherwise you can go to uh divine treasures if they don't have this book there yet they will order it for you i promise michael o'neill michael thanks for coming on brother hey great to be with you today god bless you so there you have it friends Michael's one of those guests I could just sit down with and ask question after question. I am so glad he's given us this book on Our Lady and her miraculous apparitions. Yes, indeed, every one of them, if you believe them, and you know I do, will inspire you to grow in faith and fall deeper in love with Our Lady and her son, Jesus Christ. Big thanks to Michael O'Neill, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show. Visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Eddy, signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.